Welcome into Between the Pylons. I'm John Camacho. And this is Jacob Waters. And we are back. There is no snow on the ground. It is Thank not God. dangerous to drive. We are here. Sorry about missing last week, guys. I appreciate everybody who did uh, reach out and, and check on us. That was that was really awesome to, to hear and awesome to get a little bit of feedback. Um, so People yeah, care, bro. People care. Yeah, That's what great. I like the most. Yeah. <laughs> I'll miss again just so y'all can talk yeah. to me. It's fun. Uh, but hey, we're back. We missed a little bit last week. Well, we were planning. We actually had, for the first time ever, we had like four shows in a row planned out, like all the way up to free agency and this kind of screwed it all up. Go figure that's Screw how it, it happens. Oh well we're gonna we're gonna keep it rolling and we'll we'll adjust as it goes. Uh, before we get into free agency, because right now we are going to do our full offensive player free agency. Let's talk about the guys that could be on the move, look for re-signing. I'm also gonna bring up a list of guys that could be cut because the the seller cap is going down. It's expected to be around 180 million. That's gonna put teams that were already going to be close to the edge in the red and that's gonna put teams that you know maybe want to spend some money on some of these top free agents they don't have that that adjusted income that they thought they were going to have from an increased salary cap or even a equal salary cap from last year because that's how all these teams work they plan for the salary cap to keep increasing yeah i said salary crap so put that on the list that's my that's bad um <laughs> cap to keep increasing uh they plan for that and that's how they i mean that's how they operate that's how every team operates so i want to bring up some names high cap, cap guys that you know might be cutting getting cut we'll talk about that later um let's get into the carson wentz trade and we got to talk with jj watt after that what were your reactions of carson wentz uh, i think it's a great landing spot yeah. i was kind of i think the value was right I'll, I'll i'll start by saying that first really? um i think the value is right for what i would actually pay for a carson wentz but the eagles you know with the stafford deal and all mm-hmm. that i definitely thought they could get a first or should should have gotten a first in a yeah. way but you know um Looking at the trade in itself, Eagles got rid of their guy, got rid of the old guy. I think it was time with the way that uh, him and Peterson kind of had that falling out, not talking for months on end, months. going into an actual NFL season, not talking. How do you do that with your head coach? I yeah, don't know. Ridiculous. So we get to see Hurts hopefully take over there and maybe give it a shot. I don't know, though. That number six pick got some all sorts of questions around it. Yeah. But the big one is Carson in uh, Indianapolis. Yeah. It is a home run land for him. I think it is a great offense. They have a great offensive line. They have a really solid defense that can, you can go ahead and step in. And he doesn't have to shoulder the load like he did in Philly for you know these past few years that we've seen. Yeah. Uh, Frank Wright, mastermind behind all of it anyway. So let's see MVP Carson go get it. Yeah, man. Now look, that's that was kind of my first yeah. thought. Is And really, throughout the offseason, like, the Colts seemed like the obvious pick. Like Before there was the Matt Stafford drama, we knew that Carson Wentz was probably on the move. We've known this for a while. And we've always been saying, hey, Colts are the obvious landing spot. It made perfect sense for both sides, really. And, uh, yeah, it kind of seems like, and you know, I don't want to take anything away from Peterson because I know he had his part in the, in the Super Bowl run, but it does kind of seem like history being what it is, is Frank Reich may have had a lot more to do with that than we really thought at the time or yeah. really realized because it, Carson Wentz did kind of fall off a cliff. And I know injuries are a big part of that, but he fell off a cliff after after that 2017 season. Uh, you mentioned value. I, I was I was a lot more surprised by the value than you were. You said that's what you would pay, and I, I get that. You just didn't value him that high. Yeah, and, and I get that, man. I, I did value him as a guy who, who could go out and be a superstar because I've seen him be a superstar. So yeah, can no, he do I, that I get again? That. I, get, I just don't know if that's worthy of multiple first round picks yeah no and I I 100% agree with that as well I, I thought if Matt Stafford or yeah Matt Stafford was worth essentially two first round picks because yeah. I, I stand by the fact that that third that extra third was to take Jared Goff off the books so essentially two first round picks for Matt Stafford I, I would think that, that Carson Wentz was at least worth one. And maybe he'll be one to, for everybody who doesn't know already. It conditional. It's a conditional second that can be a first if he plays 75% of his snaps. And then obviously a second this year as well. And I think what it came down to is nobody else was really in the market. Because right. and and we everyone thought or the the rumors that the Bears were in the market and I think that was those were rumors that the the uh, Eagles were trying to push mm-hmm. but at the end of the day the Bears never really made sense because why would Matt Nagy like Matt Nagy can't afford to miss on another quarterback right so why would you go for the quarterback that has a lot of question marks from a two other quarterbacks that have a lot of question marks that's that didn't seem to make, make a whole lot of sense to me I think it makes sense I think it makes sense for both sides I am very nervous about the Eagles though. 
with their future, I, I wouldn't say I'm nervous. The, the thing that was weird for me is whenever they got Nick Sirianni, mm-hmm. I've heard a lot of stuff saying that that's, that's Walmart Frank Reich. You know, like mm-hmm. that's, that's why I thought everything pointed to Carson Wentz staying in Philadelphia after mm-hmm. the Sirianni hire, just because it's like, okay, well, they got a guy who was under Frank Reich and kind of can do the same thing that got Wentz, yeah. you know, success. Well, now we see the trade. I mean, I... Listen, they, they cut Alshon the Eagles. They cut Alshon Jeffrey. Mm-hmm. They cut Deshaun Jackson. They are eating the highest dead cap penalty we have ever seen with this Carson Wentz. Yeah. I think that's something that a lot Ridiculous. of people aren't talking about. It's over. I think it's thirty three million dollars. Yeah, it's detrimental for this year. Tank. Yeah, this next year, it's if tankier, you have nothing yeah. working for you. I would run it with Jalen Hurts. I would take the best receiver available yeah. at six and see what you got in Hurts. Maybe it's a budding star. If not, okay, you're fine because. You don't have the pieces to really put it together on offense. No way. Yeah, I, I absolutely agree. And you, you you talk about you know the dead cap and everything. You're they're also paying a lot of older guys. Like yes. there's a lot of dudes on the roster. I don't have a full list. That defense uh, is very old. A yeah, it's, getting, it's gotten older. Yeah, and and they've they've declined as it happens. And those contracts have not gotten smaller. So it's they're they're in a tough spot. I absolutely agree with you. They're in the same spot that the the lines are in really. Aim for the bottom, like like let's just I, rebuild. I would take Philly's roster over Detroit, though. Oh uh, yeah, I'm but saying I'm saying for for this season, your, your future. What are you trying to do? Yeah, I mean, come on now, playoffs at best. If you really want that, yeah. just to lose in the first round, no. And and I I think there's conversation about that that Eagles drafting a quarterback. I think you're right. I wouldn't. I'm gonna stand by that. And and if they do. Hey, fine, we'll see. But I would not take a quarterback in the first round. You have Hurts. He he looked okay. He, he looked okay at times, you know. Yeah. And and there uh, were you moments. You can't say that he's a star. We yeah. don't know yet. But yeah. there were we times where he was, you know, formidable. He certainly was able to handle a bad offense better than than uh, Carson Wentz was. Yes. I mean, with his legs, he used his legs a lot. You know that that was a big aspect of it. But yeah, so we'll see what happens. Give Hurts. Hurts absolutely deserves a chance. And he deserves to have that spot. They've said that they're going to bring in a quarterback. You know that that could be uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick. You know that that could be an Andy Dalton, uh, that, Cam Newton. That could be a Cam head. Newton. That's another good one. Yeah. Or or it could be a real you know option. We we don't know. You know. But we'll we'll see what happens with that. Uh, what were your thoughts on JJ Watt? Um, I it's it's weird. I think JJ still has some good ball left. Yeah. I want to see him go to a true contender. Mm-hmm. Um, off the top of my head is the Pittsburgh Steelers just because of the brothers and the family. But then you have money. Yeah, they can't afford that, it. And yeah. They can't afford it unless JJ or someone else in the Steelers is willing to, you know, make some stuff work. I mean, because they are losing pound, one of the Pouncey brothers yeah. for the Steelers. So they are going to have some money getting freed up recently with all these new retires mm-hmm. and losing some of these guys. But, yeah, mm-hmm. um, Packers, Titans, yeah. Jonathan Steelers, you know, someone it's a true contender he can go to right away. Yeah. And two years left, see if he can get a ring. Yeah, I like no, I, I absolutely agree with that. I, I was I was kind of surprised by like the surprise of the of people of, pe- of people being surprised that the Texans were willing to cut JJ Watt because like I, to me this felt like JJ Watt got out ahead of it. But I, I thought the Texans were already like they had to cut JJ Watt. He was seventeen point five million dollars with no cap penalty if you cut him. They got away free and clear from seventeen point five million. They had to cut him. There was like this this whole thing that JJ Watt asked to go and all these things. I'm sure he did, and I'm sure JJ Watt didn't want to be there. I'm not taking anything away from that, but I, I think the plan all along was for the Texans to move on from JJ Watt. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Now, now was the time. You have no point in having that money with you anyways yeah. if you're going to be going out there and competing for five wins. On yeah, the year. exactly. And they're gonna the way they're they're. They're gonna have to overpay for some from free agents. Like that's how it's gonna have to work for for the Texans for a while. They are a a very very toxic organization right now. I can't imagine any free agent if you have the same amount of money yeah, in two different teams. Insane, you're Houston. not yeah you're not going to Houston. You don't feel like you have a chance. And, and that just is what it is. That sucks for all the guys that are already under contract and stuff. We'll see what happens with the Deshaun Watson thing. It seems like just real quick to to go to that just really really quick. Doesn't seem like anything's changed. Seems like the Texans are are kind of digging in and saying they're not going to move them. They're not accepting any calls, all this. It's going to be interesting, man. I don't know what's going to happen with it. Uh, yeah, while we're on the Deshaun thing, we have to mention the rumors about Russell Wilson. Yeah, I, I don't believe that, it. I don't. They said that the price starts at three first. We saw the first report come out that uh, Russell's camp was upset with how many times he had been hit in his career. It's yeah. like 370 total sacks is the most by anyone currently in the yeah. league. And, yeah, I mean, if he – if I've seen the training uh, method that he does and stuff, how mm-hmm. he's trying to preserve his body, kind of like Tom Brady later on into his career, keep going up until that 40-year-old mark, and he's not going to be able to do it, getting, yeah. hit, getting hit like he is. Yeah. So he's really not. 
I don't know. I don't think. I think they're idiots if they trade him. Yeah, I don't think they want to trade him. I, I haven't seen anything that says they're they're really going to consider like really going to consider. So first is the asking price. Yeah, then I can't even I can't even imagine that would be enough. Really, would you pay it? I, I would absolutely pay it. Yeah, if I'm again if I'm the Dolphins Dolphins fan, I would absolutely pay it. I would pay it for either of those guys. I, I think Russell Wilson. I obviously Deshaun Watson maybe has more value because he's a little younger, but Russell Wilson to me. I mean, he has another eight years. Uh, I would say a minimum. Yeah, he's already a hall of famer. He's a hall of famer if he if he gets hurt next year and never plays again. He's a hall of famer. I you know knock on wood. I don't want that to happen, obviously. Uh, but he's already a hall yeah. of famer. Uh, yeah, I I'll go one step further. Not only just not ever really getting him an offensive line, but also just n- not getting an, an innovative offense enough. Like it's we we saw it last year, or we, we we saw it at the beginning of last year where they brought out some new stuff, and I was incredibly excited. I really bought into the let, let Russell cook and all these things. And then that same offense that they had from week one to week five was the same exact scheme, same exact plays that they were going into the playoffs with. You can't do that. Teams don't do that. Like you have to evolve somehow. You have to have something. They had no, they didn't have nearly enough creative plays to get DK the ball in space because DK is an absolute beast. And you need to have like three or four plays a week where it's like, Hey, DK is just going to get the ball here. Like, like see what he can do. I mean, come on. Uh, yeah, very, very disappointed with the the offense in general for all these years, letting Russ down for so long. Uh, feel very similarly to the way I felt in the last couple of years of McCarthy era with, with Aaron Rodgers. I was just like, man, I want the offense to change. I want, like, and mm-hmm. I blamed McCarthy. It's I don't, stale, I don't, stale. yeah, yeah, exactly. And I don't blame, uh, I don't blame uh, uh, Pat, as, I don't blame their coach as much. I just blame the, because he's a defensive, you know, coach, I feel like more than anything. And just bringing an offensive coordinator that can do something special. I mean, that, at the end of the day, that's just what I want. Um, all right, that's all. That's my take. Is that fair? Do you, yeah. do you disagree with that? Yeah, I'm good with that. You're good with that? All right, let's move on. Let's talk wide receivers. Or We're, we're going to talk all of our offensive free agents. We're going to start with wide receivers. I think that's going to be the biggest conversation. Then we'll do running backs, then we'll touch on tight ends and offensive linemen. But, man, there are a lot of good wide receivers that could be available. Oh, a ton. It's, a it's ton. exciting. But And when you look at it, though, the cap going down to 180 mil, and this is – another historically deep wide receiver draft class. Yeah. So you're going to have to balance here the books and getting a receiver in the fourth round who could just... Now, I will say, it's not as deep as last year. I I, I feel pretty confident saying In some areas, I I think it can be, though. I really do. Really? Oh, wow. I I think think there's some top-heavy guys, man. I I think there's there's two or three. There's three three or four. If we look at one through ten compared to one through ten, I think think we can match up a lot of this. I think think if you do that, your one is better than anybody else last year. Jamar Chase, to me, is is far and away better. But, I mean, your ten through six or five or six from last year is better than this year. It just depends on where you put class. Rondell Moore, Rashad Bateman, yeah, um, Terrence Marshall coming off the top of my head. I'm. I think all. I think all of those guys Canarius are. Tony. I think all of those guys. Yeah, all of those guys that you said. I think are behind what T. Higgins was, and and gets into that range of where you put. Uh, 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 I think right where uh, Michael Pittman. Well, yeah, those those. So that's I, kind of the range. I named my six through ten essentially. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, that was my six through ten. Now I, I put T Higgins at five last year. I'm saying that it's a really good fucking wide receiver class. Yeah, no, like it, it really. Lot. I'm not taking anything away. I was just saying, you know, it, Amon it, St. Brown. Amon St. Brown. Yeah, there's, there's Amon Ross. Awesome. Yeah, you're right. All right, so let's, we got off topic. Yeah, you're good. You're good. All right, uh, my number one wide receiver. and We disagree on this, but my number one wide receiver that could be available is Chris Godwin. Right, He's wide great. receiver, Bucks twenty. Four years old, uh, had some injuries last year. Didn't get to have that awesome, you know, Chris Godwin, Tom Brady connection. I don't care. I think this is a guy who can go to just about any team and be a wide receiver one on the team. I believe in his talent as a true wide receiver one. I believe in his talent as just a playmaker anywhere on the field. I, I, I really like Chris Godwin. I think any team should should break the bank for him. He's he's my number two, and, and I mean it's only a credit to the guy above him. It's not saying anything bad about Godwin. Godwin, twenty four years old can be the future. This is a guy that you can bring in automatically for a four-year deal mm-hmm. and get the prime, beginning of his prime. And Because yeah. depending on how he pans out, I mean, this could be a guy who goes into his early 30s as an elite, elite wide receiver. Yeah. At the end of the day, though, I think it is in the Buccaneers' best interest to keep him for Tom Brady's sake. Yeah, yeah he went quiet in the Super Bowl. A lot of things went quiet in the Super Bowl, though, and that was just a weird game plan that played out that yeah. night. They need him. 
I, and I and I get that. I just they can't pay everybody, and no, they already they have, really have they Shepard, already have a deal with on defense. Yeah, and they already have a lot of you know pass catchers. Which I mean, granted, Antonio Brown's not going to be back. You're not. I mean, a, you're you're probably going to have Gronk back, but it's probably going to be a cheap deal. You're not really worried about the money on. So it's like, are you are you willing to pay a Mike Mike Evans and a Chris Godwin elite wide receiver money, which they both deserve, and then you know just kind of figure it out with they got the fourth round pick out of Mike a, Evans said on on tape. He said, "Come take my money." Okay. Really? He said, come take my money. He wow. said he was willing to do that. Hey, that'd be awesome. Run it back. If he if he has a chance to stay in, stay with the Bucks, and if he has to take like one or two million off the top, I think it's worth it. Yeah. If anything less than that, man, Chris Godwin, go get your money. Like that's that's kind of that's kind of how I feel about it. Man, we'll see. I don't Godwin's know. elite though, but here's my number one. Yeah. my number one, and I've been high on this guy ever since he first started playing in Jacksonville, coming out of Penn State. Yeah. I have loved Allen Robinson for a long time. Yeah. He has just had the misfortune of playing on bad offenses and mainly bad quarterbacks yeah, like, play. Not even bad, just bad quarterbacks. But he still <laughs> puts up amazing numbers. Yeah, he has one of the amazing. highest contested catch rates out of any wide receiver out there. Some of the fewest drops when you look at these numbers that he gets to with the catches. Yeah. I mean, some of these aren't even, and also the most uncatchable passes. He's ranked top 20 in the whole league. And yeah. most of the other guys above him aren't even playing right now. That's yeah. how bad it is. He deserves a capable offense. He deserves a true captain of a team and a quarterback. Mm-hmm. I'm... You could just name so many different offenses with, you know, just decent quarterback play that Allen Robinson could go to, mm-hmm. and he could make it happen. If he did it in Chicago, because I love him. I uh, loved him at Jacksonville. He got a lot of garbage time numbers, but he needs a quarterback alongside of him. Yeah, no, I, I absolutely I don't want to see him go to Philadelphia. Yeah, I, I agree with that, too. Uh, feels like Allen Robinson went to, yeah, no, I agree with I, that. I just feel lateral, you know, like, the, I want to see the, the Packers. Everyone's going to say the Packers always. Yeah, yeah that's just the, there's going to be, the it's going to be the Packers and Philadelphia are going to be the two, like, yeah. names for these free agents. I think, you know, you're, you're going to have the Raiders in there that are going to be in the conversation, but there's going to be some surprise teams that grab one of these teams. It wouldn't surprise me a bit if the uh, if the Cardinals said, hey, we're all in, we want to get a legit number two, mm-hmm. and maybe not Allen Robinson, but as we get down this one list, of guys, one, of these, one of these guys that can be a legit number two. Yeah, I, look, I absolutely agree with Allen Robinson. We're on the same page yeah. there. Loved Allen Robinson. Felt bad for him when he when he had uh, when he had was in Jacksonville, had nobody throwing to him, and then have felt bad for him in Chicago when he had, a quarterback. Yeah, man. when he had Trubumsky throw him to him and then falls a little bit. Uh, look, but he's still able to put up 102 catches when everybody knows where the and ball's 1200 going. Yards. 1,200 yards, six touchdowns, a good season, consistently a good fantasy option as well, by the way. No one talks about him. Um, yeah, look, I absolutely agree. Be interesting to see where he goes because this is a guy who is going. Chris Godwin will probably like have to ask, you know, maybe he stays, maybe he goes. Allen Robinson's gone. I, I feel like it, he want, probably wants out. He should have gotten a deal last offseason. He didn't. It felt like yeah, to me that so it was over. Yeah, so much shade with him taking the Bears out of all of his bios yeah. and Insta picks and Twitter and all that good stuff. He's ready. Yeah, and He's also the other out. thing is he he got a raw deal. Last time he was a free agent, he was coming off of a knee injury and took a very team-friendly three-year deal. Now he is a free agent, still a baller, needs to get paid, deserves to get paid. You know, I, I'm, Give me your favorite team. Don't, you don't have to crunch numbers or nothing off the top of your head. Yeah, I I would love for him to go. I think the Bills need a wide receiver too. I, I need, I, the Bills need one more guy. God and if you damn. you added that style of wide receiver opposite of Stephon Diggs, because they're yeah. very different types of guys, but both really good at what they do. I mean, that Josh would be Allen, ridiculous. Listen, I, I, that, that, I, love, you said I, love, just, the, I love the Vikings, yeah. <laughs> but God dang, Bill Bach would be close in my heart, bro. If they were able to do that. would be crazy, wouldn't Josh it? Josh Allen, Diggs, and Robinson. Woo! That's That'd scary. be sexy. Draft Najee with your first jump pick and yep. you be done. You're done. Edian for me. But yeah, same yeah. <laughs> same deal. All right. And then let's get into number three. And look, you know, we didn't spend a whole lot of time ranking these. We put in an hour basic thing. We argued about a couple things. But like, I think the next guy I think we'll agree on that is number three. Let me know if you see him. somebody else. Juju Smith-Schuster, another dude who's gone, right? He is not going to stay with the Steelers. Steelers have too much it. money issue. And they have their wide receiver of the future future, which is Chase Clay. He's the dude for the next 10 years for the Chiefs or for the Steelers. I'm sold. And then they have Deontay Johnson, who's a really, really good number two, who does a lot of the same things Juju Smith Schuster can yes, do. He can. So so it's kind of the same similar type of guy. Juju's awesome. Would love he's he's the guy that's like, man, he he can go sign eight, nine million somewhere and be the like 
awesome number two wide receiver that is a legit fantasy option all these things on a team that's already kind of built like i mean i, I would love yeah. to see that he he needs to do a little bit better job i understand about ba- you know building a uh, platform outside mm-hmm. of football yeah it did become a distraction you know, it I mean, absolutely let's, did. let's be yeah. honest that will be a question mark and you're you're yeah. absolutely right I but mean, build your own brand do yeah. your own thing make a name for yourself but if you were dancing on other teams logos before a before games that go into playoff contention mm-hmm. in this deep race, Buffalo Bills sticks out late in the season, in my mind. Josh Allen said, let them dance all they want. We'll do the fucking talking at the end of the day. Yeah. And they lost me. You were get, just throwing gasoline on a lit flame. Yeah. And you see what's going to happen. So, Juju, great wide receiver. Um, I see a lot of rumors with the Raiders going to get him. I think that would be a great addition. Yeah. I think he is a solid wideout. I do like the guy that we're going to talk about afterwards, just overall ability-wise. Mm-hmm. But 24 years old at Juju, you can't go wrong. Yeah. Yeah. No, I... I I agree. Anywhere, any specific spot you want him it's to go? Raiders. You think it's Raiders? I, I stand by that. I think the Raiders, Raiders awesome. they need a number two. They really do. They they need, they need, they might need a number one because, I mean, they got a lot of use out of Nelson Aguilar. He's a free agent. We'll see what happens with him. Uh, he made some money for himself probably yeah. this year. Yeah, I think there's, there's a lot of places Juju could go. I kind of have a feeling that he's going to go to a weird spot that I didn't see coming. I don't know why I have that, like, weird feeling with Juju. Uh, and the, the other one's the Jets, and I think the Jets— I, I was just ha- about to say Jets. Yeah. I was about to say Jets because that's that, again, is the— he wants the exposure. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's a big thing for him. Why not go to the Jets? That's the biggest exposure you're going to get, right? Like, I mean, that's ridiculous. All right, let's move on to uh, the next one. Kenny Galladay. I mean, this is another dude. Look, we said a deep wide receiver. This is an awesome, awesome wide receiver yeah, for we're agency technically class, Technically, number four right now, and we're talking about yeah. Kenny Galladay, who is a top ridiculous wide receiver in the league. Yeah, yeah, easily. Yeah, honestly. And he, he had some injury issues this year. I think there's really no way that he stays with the Lions. Why would he? Why would the Lions pay him either? They're they're tanking. They know that. Kenny Galladay is going to be – he's he's a really expensive, really awesome player. But, I mean, he's not going to change the amount of wins they have at the end of the day, I don't think. No, um, it's, it's not. But they're, they're going to have to replace something, though. They, they – they have, Mark, they have Marvin yeah. Jones, too. I, I guess you could just totally go into this year, yeah, and just use your picks and see Quintus if you can. Quintus <laughs> Shit, bro, you got to land something. You're Don't right, though. Receiver, why, sure. why pay Kenny Galladay all the big bucks, yeah. you know? I mean, it just to waste his career. I mean, on the Lions that aren't going to be good for two or three years before they rebuild. I think, and look, I think, no he's gonna, I think this is the one that's going to go to Green Bay. Yeah, I, th- I think this is the up north move in division. It sometimes it happens a lot of times, and Baby Tron's gonna find his way. Yeah, in my only thing is I-, I wonder about Green Bay because first of all, they showed last year they weren't really w- willing to to invest in the wide receiver position. We you know we've talked that into the ground, but also like they're already paying a legit wide receiver one. Do they want to spend a lot of money on their next wide receiver? I, I- you know it's just a question mark. Well, I don't know the answer no. to that yeah. every single time. Yeah. Historically, even in the draft, are they going to go do it? Yeah. No, that's just Packers being Packers. To, to me, it feels like they're going to go out and get one of the next two guys because this is the tier break. I think we would it agree. Yeah. Where like these are the, the legit top four options. Then you have this next. These tier are guys, guys who are wide receiver ones on a football team. That yeah, they go land on these next guys are really good complimentary pieces yeah. that could explode into that next role. Let's let's name them at the same time and just kind of go through it so we can you know we don't want to make this podcast three hours long. Yeah, uh, Will Fuller, Corey Davis, Marvin Jones. Curtis Samuel are all in the same tier to me. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I think so. Or, or would you put maybe a Will Fuller in a, a tier above all the rest of them? I, I'm not there with Will Fuller, man. Yeah, I, I think I'm, he's I'm explosive at times, but there's been too so many problem. injuries. Yeah, there, the off-the-field issue going on with the, uh, what was it? He took yeah, an PEDs. Yeah, something yeah, like PEDs, that. Yeah. Um, once again, I feel bad for just ramming Packers in everyone's brain. Yeah. But Will Ooh. Fuller had the rumors linked to it with the trade, though. Yeah. And that's one of the reasons why they might be able to go get him for their number two. Yeah, that makes a whole lot of sense. To me, all these guys have been number twos on their team. I think they're going to continue to be that. Well, Will Fuller was kind of number one, but you know what I'm saying there. Corey Davis obviously had a really good year, and this is kind of where we argue. is like, man, would you put I, – I put Corey Davis ahead of a Marvin Jones, and honestly, I would – I would. I was really close between Corey Davis and Will Fuller too. You disagree with that? It's kind of I, I explain think, your reasoning there. I think there. for one to two year deal, Marvin Jones can be. I mean, listen, him and Kenny Galladay on the same offense together. We paired in because it was a long time ago. We did our top five wide receiver duos in the NFL, yeah. and they were on the list. Yeah. I think that has to go for something. Yes, you separate them, you take away Matt Stafford. There's some, you know, discrepancies there, and you add on a year of age, of course. But Marvin Jones had really good numbers this year. Yes, he was. He had to become the number one because Galladay was out. But you know, I look at a team who's really trying to get that veteran guy to step in, and for me, it would be the New England Patriots for Marvin Jones. 
Yeah, that's that's. I, I think they got to go get someone. And I think he's a good target. Yeah, and then the Patriots—that's their move. They're going to go get one of the, this level of, yes. of guys. Um, I think the Patriots would love a Curtis Samuel. To me, that makes a lot of sense for the style of wide receiver they like the most. Um, look, I, I get that. To me, Corey Davis. I, I mean, he really never hit his potential in this pa- until this past he has year. More upside for he sure. had a ton of upside as playing as the true wide receiver two on his team, playing on a team that was run first all the time. Still put up, able to put up sixty five uh, receptions on ninety two ta- targets, nine hundred and eighty four yards, just sixteen yards away from a thousand yards, and five touchdowns. And and Marvin Jones, you know, better numbers, significantly better numbers, but pretty close. Seventy six receptions, nine hundred seventy eight yards, and nine touchdowns. So more touchdowns and more receptions, but about the same amount of yards um yeah look it, it, they're just different i feel like they're similar types of guys but yeah. it, it's just a difference you say, thing. you say four years on one who also has more upside but i'm yeah. just saying the a one to two year deal with marvin jones he's he's got veteran prowess yeah oh, I, I absolutely agree and then you know the Corey davis thing he's 26 so he's probably looking for a legit four-year five you know four-year exactly. deal where he's going to get paid marvin jones is certainly going to be cheaper i would think and then curtis samuel that's the guy no one's talking about I, really i'm is. very interested to see where curtis samuel goes because look, I, I I missed really really hard on this Panthers offense and the way I thought it was going to go. Part of that was the injury of CMC, but part of it was Robbie Anderson just emerging. I I, I written I had written Robbie Anderson off, and that was you know I was wrong for that. Uh, he came in and and took over that spot, and you nailed it. You you yeah, told me Rob, I was wrong. I thought Robbie would be good. Yeah, and Curtis Samuel, who I think in the second half of the year they started to they started to utilize him because they knew they needed to utilize him. He, yeah. he is a talent. It doesn't just because Robbie Anderson went in there and took the took over a role that I thought Curtis Samuel could have doesn't take away from Curtis Samuel's talent. It just kind of maybe puts him in the tier that he's probably in, you know? <laughs> if you were to clip out Curtis Samuel's numbers from week eight on, it pretty much looks like what he finished with it, 77 catches, 851 yards, and three touchdowns. That's how strong of a back half he had because yeah. the first four or five weeks of the season, I had him in fantasy. Yeah. He was silent. It's yeah. just they, were, they struggled to find ways to get him. I want to see him go to a team that could really use him as the true gadget player that he is. Mm-hmm. He's exciting. He's also a good wide receiver in that too, though. He doesn't have to just run jet sweeps and underneath routes. Yeah. He's a do-it-all guy. Um, I... I would like to see the Tennessee Titans do it. Oh, that would be a good spot they, for they, him. They got to yeah. do something, you know. Because Adam Humphreys has been a little bit under. He, he just didn't yeah. fit that role. He's underperformed for. I feel like a little bit. Curtis Samuel could be. He could be an interesting piece. Yeah. All right. So let's let's finish out the wide receiver conversation. A couple other guys here. Just just. I mean, uh, these are again bottom next tier down for me anyway. Yeah. Nelson Aguilar, Antonio Brown, and Sammy Watkins. Antonio Brown obviously being the bigger name. Uh, look, he signed a one year deal. I think it's kind of expected that he goes back to the Bucks. I, I would expect that. That I if think he, he wants it, Brady. Uh, yeah. But at the end of the day, no team is going to to shell out the big bucks for him. Does he still deserve it at thirty two years old and and played pretty well this past year? Maybe you know I, I don't know. That's a that's a question for everybody. Yes. Do you think yes. so? I, I think. Listen, it, it sucks that I'm actually getting back with the Antonio Brown thing. After <laughs> yeah. all of the bullshit that we went through, all I of the stuff. I don't trust him. I, well, and I, I and all know. of it that was, I think people are forgetting. Like everyone, I saw a bunch of stuff being shared about how he was able to battle through all of this stuff mm-hmm. and get back and win the Super Bowl. It's like, dude, this was fucking self-inflicted. Yeah. Let's not act like the world was just shitting on you and everything. Yeah. You welcomed up a lot of this adversity and opened up. All you had to do is wear a fucking helmet, and you're still with the Raiders making 30-something million. Yeah. That's I mean, where we're at. So exactly at the end of the right. day, though, like all this stuff self-inflicted. But now I'll look at the on-the-field stuff and the player in itself. He is an amazing talent. Yeah. He is a discounted price because of what the, the history that goes with it. Mm-hmm. Yes, he... Someone's going to be able to get a steal with yeah. it. Look, and I think a team, a team that feels confident with their locker room and feels confident with their, you know, their culture that they've built, that's the type of team that goes out. And I'd rather have AB than Will Fuller on, on based on that caliber. I think Antonio yeah. Brown still has that caliber in him. You know, you're, you're, it's that's a fair point. I, I guess, I guess he's down in this level because of the negative, the negative thing. He's not going to get paid so more take, than Will take Fuller. Take the price though. Yeah, like, exactly. If he's in the same breath as fucking Sammy Watkins and Nelson Aguilar, yeah, I'll tell you who I'm getting. Yeah, no, you're yeah. absolutely look, you're absolutely right, and and obviously. Uh, you know, I, I absolutely agree. Nelson Aguilar had a pretty good year this year. I think Sammy Watkins is done. I, I just, uh, you know, yeah. he'll probably go play somewhere for a year and, and finish out his career. But at the end of the day, not an exciting player to really talk about. Nelson Aguilar will be interesting because he finally came alive. We finally and it, learned how to catch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, but it, it makes you wonder. It goes back to, like, man, that Eagles, he couldn't do anything on this Eagles team. Now he gets away from the Eagles, goes to a Raiders team that he was not supposed to be the he guy for. He was supposed to be a thing. Yeah, he, yeah. Was, just, he was just a, a one-year 
near maybe kind of kind of ended player. up being the red zone threat. Yeah. So so look, we'll see what happens with Nelson Aguilar. I'm interested to see how he performs next year wherever he's at. Not don't really care where he goes. Like it'll be interesting, but not not super important either way. Interesting to see if he is maybe. Maybe he's a tear jump. Maybe maybe he's a dude who's you know earns that first round pick that he had all those years Still ago. Still young, right? Still a young guy. He's what twenty five now, twenty six. I, I don't have the number. I don't have the age right in front of me, but it's okay. Um, let's move on. Let's talk running backs for a second. Not nearly as long of a conversation. There's only a couple guys that are really obviously on the board. Uh, it's interesting though because this is this is the year. Like right, we had we had all of those those big name running backs that came out in that what twenty seventeen draft class. Yeah. This, I mean, it was last year and I thought this, this year. class would be more loaded. Yeah, I did too. So in free agency, but some of them are hitting. So, so we have we have Aaron Jones. I think is the clear number one, right? Uh, does he stay with the Packers? He should. He should. Well, will the Packers pay? The, the Packers, the Packers should in that. Aaron yeah. Jones can go get paid. I think he is a great talent at running back. The problem is you're a running back, and I think that goes for everyone on this list. Is that you were so interchangeable? Mm-hmm. We saw, and especially with Matt Lafleur, he loves running Jamal Williams. Yeah. He, was able to get A.J. Dillon in at late in the year. I mean, so at what point are you going to use a second-round pick on A.J. Dillon but then go pay Aaron Jones, I would assume, at least top seven running back money? I, I mean, he, he says he could fetch $15 million. I don't think there's any and, way he stays with the walk. Packers. Yeah. yeah uh, to me, walk. first of all, you don't pay a running back $15 million. I don't care what team you are. Exactly. You are. That would be that $15 million a year, I'm saying. Uh, that would be the highest paid uh, running back in the league. I think Derrick Henry is getting ten point five right now mm-hmm. uh, per year. So, like, that and, tells and you. about the workload and team that he holds. Exactly. Exactly. Now, Derrick Henry makes a lot of money in sponsorships and stuff. But still, Aaron Jones could do that, too. But, look, we still have a guy in the prime of his career. Should be. 26 years old. Young guy. And he. He hasn't been run into the ground because the Packers did, for the most part, give him, you know, spell him pretty well. It wasn't like, you know, a Derrick Henry situation. Even I would even say a Chris Carson situation, which we'll get to, where if Chris Carson was was active, he was probably getting the ball. I mean, he was yeah, clearly, sure. the, you know, the workhorse. Obviously, Aaron Jones a lot more uh, talented, I would say. Um, but, yeah, I, I think at the end of the day, you didn't draft A.J. Dillon. Uh, in the second round for no reason. You had to have a reason. You had to be looking at this contract for AJ or for Aaron Jones and say, hey, we're not going to pay him. And I'm sure last year if this there's time. there's a team to prove us wrong, who is it time and time again, though? You're right. You're absolutely they'll, right. They will just piss their MVP quarterback <laughs> off and he'll go do it again, I yeah. guess. That's what they do. Listen, hey, I get it. We'll, we'll see what happens with Aaron Jones. Uh, next guy on this list for me is Chris Carson. I think you disagree. Yeah, no, you, no, you, Chris Carson. Oh, you, had, you put Chris Carson yeah. there? Look, 26 years old, has had a ton of injury issues. I think he's the guy that should stay with the season. Seahawks. I hope he stays with the Seahawks. I hope the Seahawks give him a don't don't. I, I don't think he deserves. I don't think anybody else on this deserves on this list deserves to get crazy money, but deserves to get veteran running back money, which is you know he, he needs to get paid five to, to stay, six million to stay home. You know, yeah. and do that and in a run heavy attack like Seattle, I just can't picture him going anywhere else in my head. I, I know that he could and he could do you know play his game and do his yeah. thing. It's just he fits the Seattle scheme in which they do. Yeah, they run him into the ground. It's sad to say. Uh, bit of a fumbling problem. He kind of fixed that this year, though. Yeah. Everything was good. He, had, he banged up here and there, but that's just because that you're giving him the fucking ball. Yeah. <laughs> and they need to get. They need another running back. If Carson stays, they need another one to help. Yeah. Out. 178 touches this year. Right. I mean, and I mean that's just that's in only 12 games. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. That's dude. Bad. That's a lot. Um, yeah. No. Look, I absolutely agree. I think he is staying. I mean, again, running backs are so interchangeable. They could go anywhere. I look at the Dolphins to, to sign one of these guys. One of these guys on this list will go to the Dolphins because Miles Gaskins. Is is not going to be asked to do it alone. Dolphins will probably draft a running back as well. That's the position that they do need to address. I think the Jets are going to be in play for one of these guys. They're not going to pay one of them for sure, but we'll see what they yeah. end up doing. Uh, yeah, a lot of, but I mean, for the most part, who knows? Uh, let's move on to James Conner here. And this is a guy I'm not super. I disagree. On. Yeah, no, actually, I do too. I don't know why I put James Conner. Uh, let's move on to Le'Veon Bell. Yeah. I don't know what I'm doing here. <laughs> it, it's Le- Lev should be next just because of what you're able to look at in the past and see it. Yeah. Yeah, his. You know, some of the ways that he plays right now in his running style just kind of, at first, whenever he was really, really hitting it, it was like, wow, that is game-changing. Yeah. Now, kind of makes him look slow at times. Yeah. It does. He doesn't have that that burst from because he's always, that's he's, the scary you know, part. Yeah, because yeah. he's always hiding and then waiting, and then he would cut. Yeah. But <laughs> you take him out of that Pittsburgh style, and we have yet to see that really hit. Yeah. But listen, I, I stand by Le'Veon Bell. I don't think he should be paid elite money. He should not be paid elite money. We learned that with the New York Jets. Yeah. I'm glad Lev was able to get his and get his out whenever he could. Yeah. But, you know, you put him on a good offense. I would like to see him take a discount rate and go to Buffalo. Yeah. That'd yeah. be cool. 
Yeah, I think that would be a good there, fit, There too. are offenses that he could go to in a good fit system where he is still able to be used. I think he needs to be utilized as a pass catcher way more than what he was at New York, especially because mm-hmm. Adam Gase, you suck, and kind of get back to the Pittsburgh days. Yeah, no, I like. I, I absolutely agree. I think you know it, it'll be interesting to see what happens with uh, with the Bucks and their running back situation. But I, I would have said that he would be a good fit there too. Yes, as far as you know, just the Bucks loading up on talent for the for Tom Brady one more time. Uh, yeah, no, I, I I absolutely agree. I'm not as high on him as you are. I yeah, I, I would fair. not pay him. I wouldn't pay him a lot, but he look, he could go somewhere. Look, you know what'll happen probably? He'll probably be the guy who who the Texans overpay to bring in. <laughs> See, and I don't want that for him because yeah. I don't think it would work. I want him to go to a place that he can succeed. Yeah. And that's why, yes, he could take the big money, and in the past he's taken the big money. We've yeah. seen that's why he sat out in the first place. Maybe a reunion in Pittsburgh if there's if they're able to get past all the bad blood and stuff. I mean I just I can't see that happening. I can't. Pittsburgh has nowhere else to go. I mean, they have they have some the thing is they draft a running back every year in the draft. From from rounds three to rounds five, they always draft a running back Dude, somewhere. I don't think and I think Snow it's the right really, decision. Uh, Benny Snow, okay. maybe, but I, I, honestly, I'm, I don't even care James about me. McFarland's the dude oh, for me. Oh, he did look McFarland good. McFarland looked good. I think McFarland's the guy in Pittsburgh this year. I like people are saying, oh, they need a running back. I don't think. I mean, draft one. They will. They'll draft somebody. You know, the uh, um, Michael Carter or something like that in the fourth or fifth round. Third round, maybe, but I mean, I think McFarland's the guy personally. Well, and maybe that's why they're okay with letting James Conner walk for yeah. years. Hey, that's a perfect segue. James Conner's gone. I, I feel like I, I don't think James Conner was that ultra talented, in my opinion. I, I he's a good, amazing story, good player. But I mean, you saw them; they were they were doing just fine with Anthony McFarland yeah. and Benny Snell. Benny Snell, uh, it's it it feels like very much of a hierarchy for with the Steelers. Like, man, James Conner's been here the longest. We're going to give him the ball. Benny Snell's been here the second longest. We'll give him the ball. And then Anthony McFarland got the chance. I think this will be the year where that changes a little bit. I don't think they're not going to pay a running back, and James Conner was nowhere near the level of, like, what Le'Veon Bell was when he was their starter, that they would really even entertain anything more than, like, a bottom barrel deal. And I don't think that's what James Conner would take. I just don't think they need it. Yeah, they don't need to. With the names that they have. But James Conner is a solid running back who still has something for a team, yes. Should he get paid like that, though? Like, when you think of free agent market and Aaron Jones and all these, you know, Mm -hmm. Chris Carson, he's not up there. No, not even close. He's just not. He's going to go somewhere and he'll get some touches in a system running backfield where, yeah, he might be able to do it. At first, when Lev was sitting out that year, James Conner came on strong. He did. Very strong. That that first year he did, yeah. I think that was... Part of the elite team that Pittsburgh had, though, in that offense, a monstrous offensive line, and just touches, good touches, good quality touches out the ass. Mm -hmm. So that's why he was able to, you know, produce so much in that system. Right now, yeah. Yeah, so look, he's a running back. I, I have, he's a running back. Hey, look, much rather draft a guy in the fourth or fifth. Yeah, that's I, that's I where I kind of start to look at running backs. Do, whether it, you pay him or not? And at the end of the day, it's like, look, running backs have five years. I mean, really, you start to see a decline after five years. It feels like almost every single time. Look at look at Ezekiel Elliott. I mean, he's he's falling off a cliff after three I or four was years. Right, you take away that line. Yes. They went from a top five line to a bottom five line. And yeah. where's your Zeke? And listen, I'm not saying he's he's garbage, but he's not as good as he was. He's not as elite as he was. And and you're right, offensive line is a huge factor of that. But man, I, I you you pray you pay your offensive lineman first, and then you just go get a young running back. That's that's the way this works. Real quick, we got to mention Kenyon Drake. Uh, just just more than anything to shit on me a little bit because I was dead wrong about this take. I thought after what he did with the uh, Cardinals from like week eight to week sixteen that he was going to come into twenty twenty and just be absolutely awesome. Sorry a lot of week. fantasy owners did too. Yeah, and I was one of them. Um, and I was wrong. Look, he was. He was slow. He was not fun to watch. He was. He only got the ball. It felt like just because he got paid. And look, he he racked up a thousand yards, uh, ten touchdowns, which I didn't even re- realize. But two hundred and sixty four touches, terrible, terrible yards per per uh, touch. And look, he it felt like he would run through the line. He'd get two yards, move on. And the the guy behind him was better. I mean, in oh, every single way. And I'm Chase Edmonds. Chase Edmonds, thank you. I was like, I'm blanking on his name. But he was the more explosive running back. He's a better version of Kenyon Drake <laughs> without the price. So. Exactly. Yeah, so. Kenyon, Kenyon Drake had uh, like three or four games where he was able to eclipse that 100-yard, and he had a few multiple touchdown games. Mm-hmm. That's why I think some of these stats are inflated. Yeah. I'm glad you mentioned the 274 touches because it doesn't show enough. You take away three of those games where he was able to hit 140, mm-hmm. two touchdowns. He mm-hmm. did that one or two times. That changes these numbers Immensely. Yeah, that's yeah. that's how it goes. Yeah, you're absolutely they, right. They don't need him on that offense. Move on. Move on. Yeah, I don't know Maybe where he Miami goes. Miami pays him. Miami going to pay him. Miami going to pay him. Y'all are rumored for running back, and I think you're going to Yeah, we're going to, but we're not. Yeah. 
if we get a Kenny and Drake, he's a bottom of the barrel deal. Look, personally, me, me personally, I don't I don't want to pay the Aaron Jones. I would much rather grab James Conner and, and draft a running back in the third round. Oh, totally. And I'm not high on James Conner, but that's just that's draft an elite one at 36. Yeah, I wouldn't even do that, honestly. Draft an elite one at 36. Come on. Get around to Fuck it. Running backs, man. That's they, the second. They're never round. valuable. No, I'm I want. Not even I, saying take I want the... a value pick. I want. I want. I'd rather get the linebacker. That's that I a believe. value pick. That's where Dalvin went. Yeah. Look, but I mean, do a, yeah. You're absolutely right. A Dalvin's awesome, but that's not what our team's going to be either. We're not going to be a no, run first team. No, you're We're, not. You know, so I, I just but don't expect that. What if in some world Javante Williams is there? Should be very well. John, yeah. Be. Look, I love Javante Williams. I'm. Look, I'm probably going to be a little different than everybody else. I'm getting to the point where Javante Williams and and Najee Harris are very close for me. Javante Williams is almost in that tier three for or tier one for me. Whoa, yeah, no, they're they're in the same tier. I, like they're close, and I, I don't know, I don't know if when I officially put out my rankings, I'm gonna have Javante Williams in tier one along with those other two. I love Javante Williams. He's, he's awesome. electric. I'm yeah, not, I'm not. I, I awesome. I'm not gonna take the approach yes. about not liking well, him. And, and I just like just, Najee that much. Yeah, and that's just me saying. What, I, if, what if it's Etienne? Etienne, fuck. Well, I mean, because if we're talking at pick thirty six. You're right. I, I don't realistically see a team taking ETN and no running back in the top twenty this year. Guaranteed. Guaranteed. I don't real I feel confident in saying not top twenty five. Yeah, I think top twenty, top twenty five, no running so back goes. I don't think going, a running back goes in the first round. Then we're going based off of what other teams value running backs at. And let's look at the Kansas City Chiefs evaluation of Clyde Edwards Hilaire last year. Mm-hmm. No one was talking about him going. That number one. No, no. That's the Javante Williams of this year. I'm not comparing styles. I'm comparing name based on yeah. that's the guy that is in the back half that people aren't talking about when people are what Etienne and uh, Najee versus last year on Dobbins and Swift. Yeah, those two are the one and two you can't miss. Ch came up and got the number one. Yeah, so maybe that's what I'm saying. Would yeah. you be okay with Etienne? Neither of those guys actually went either one or two because then it was. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. How weird it was. <laughs> yeah, I look, so I, I get 36? that. Yeah, if Edian's there at 36, I would okay. do it. Uh, yeah, to, to, but to me, Edian, at least for my rankings, Edian is going to be like. A, a notch ahead of, of Najee and yeah, yeah. and wherever uh, Javante Williams goes, but I I think Javante Williams and Najee both deserve to go second round, early to mid second round. But I'm a Dolphins fan and I'm a draft I'm a draft value guy, so I, I always lean towards Don't fading running, running backs. Back. Yeah, so that's that's where we're at. All right, let's really really quickly couple tight ends, two tight ends we're going to talk about. Let's just name them at the same time: Hunter Henry, Janu Janu Smith, both tight ends, both 26, 25 years old. Under obviously we know Hunter Henry has had all those injury issues. Yes, but I mean, there was a time when we thought Hunter Henry was going to be the guy. All pro. All is pro. What we're yeah, exactly. And and all, oh, how the tables have turned. I hope he stays with the Chargers. I, I just want Justin Herbert seemed to have a pretty good connection with him last year. It wasn't, a, it wasn't awesome, but caught 60 passes, 613 yards, four touchdowns in just 14 games. So that's pretty pretty okay. That's you know? what I see happening. Know? I think he needs to stay because he's not going to get the big bucks because of the injury prone. Yeah. And I think he can do well in the system. So stay. Yeah. I absolutely agree. I feel the same way about Johnny Smith. I do too. Johnny <laughs> should stay. Johnny yeah. um, is the the way that Vrabel and all of them are able. Well, Arthur Smith. We'll have to see what the new OC is able to do and bring yeah. in. But you know they're able to use him in a lot of sexy, flirty ways at fullback. Mm-hmm. Off, you know, getting some handoffs here and there in the flats. Yeah. He's he's fast. He's yeah. physical. He's good. Stay with Tennessee. Yeah, I agree. If not, I want to see the Titans get Baby Gronk second round. Baby Gronk. <laughs> Pat Fryer. Me. Pat Fryer. Yeah, you're really hot. There's a lot of good tight ends in this I class. I fuck with Fryer. These, these guys are not going to get you the money they want. You want to know what they my they vice want. is? What? My vice is good fucking tight ends. <laughs> you like tight ends? I love yeah. tight ends. Out of the, I love Cole Komet. I yeah. love Hawkinson. And I love Baby Gronk. Yeah. Fuck. And Kyle Pitts. I don't count him, though. He's a, he's a different monster. He's another He's human. not a tight end. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's just a, he's a different one. person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. is. Shit, man. You're not wrong. All right. Hey, let's let's move on to Lyman really quick. Then we're going to finish off the, the offensive side of free agency. Next week, we're going to come in and do the uh, defensive side of free agency really, really fast. Just because, I'm going to be honest, I don't scout offensive linemen very well. I, I just It's not what I pay attention to when I watch the games. Uh, Brandon Sheriff, Trent, Trent Williams. Stud. Uh, Corey Lensley. Stud. Stud is center, by the way, for the Packers. Uh, Taylor Moten, that's where you, I feel like you get plug it. Plug and play. Yeah, plug and play. He was the guy who was traded from the uh, from the Chargers to the to the Panthers. Again, I don't know who's going to get paid, who's going to stay. Yeah. We'll see. Joe Thune. Stud. Yeah, he dropped off a little bit this past year, according to PFF, but he's still a good player. Like you know, still a really good player. Uh, I can't even say that name. Steelers tackle. Uh, uh, Villanueva. Villanueva. Thank you. Veteran. <laughs> he's a really good veteran. 32 years old. That's, that's where you get to. You have Russell Okun and Veteran. Villanueva, they're going to yeah. get a one-two-year deal on a team that needs a tackle, and you know it would be interesting. A guy who I really like, who who's had some injury issues with the the uh, the Carolina Panthers, but moved over to the Buffalo and and played 
really well with Buffalo this year. Daryl Williams. I Williams. Think, I think Buffalo needs to retain him. Yeah, I think so too. He's a he's a really good guard, and you know he's like a guard tackle hybrid. He can he can if one of the tackles gets hurt, he'll he'll scoot over to tackle. But he's he's really a guard. All right, we got that out of the way. We got to mention quarterbacks. I yes. completely forgot about quarterbacks. I apologize. Um, I don't think any of these guys go anywhere. Other at least the the interesting names. But we got to talk about it. Where, where's your take on on Dak Prescott? First uh, of all, franchise tag. Yeah, you name the, you name the amount of money or shots or whatever you want me to bet on it. He's getting franchise tag. Yeah, yes. It, it only makes sense. It's after an injury year. Yep. He didn't sign the thirty five million dollar deal that they offered him in the first place. That's fine. Believe and bet on yourself all you want. That's fine. You're not getting that fucking offer this go around though. You're not. They'll yeah. franchise tag. Yeah, and the thing is, he he bet on himself, and and I understand. Hey, bet on yourself. He didn't expect the injury. That that sucks. The injury really isn't going to kick his his number that far down. I don't think. No. Because but what's going to hurt him? Franchise tag's easy. What, what's going to hurt him is the the cap going down, and the col- the the Cowboys already pay a bunch of guys. Yeah. So Dak's sitting there thinking, well, you know, the cap's only going to go up. The money's only going to go up. Not really the case, and how could you have seen that coming? Like, you don't blame him for Dak that. Dak shouldn't be upset with the franchise tag, though, because of that reason. $35 million. He got $35 million last well, year. And, and give, <laughs> give the franchise tag a year to let, the, you know, the world get back to normal with COVID, let the NFL get their revenue back up to where it should be. The cap goes up. Dak's on another deal where he hey, can just go field the market. Listen, at the end of the day, Dak is a better quarterback than Kirk Cousins, and Kirk Cousins played this franchise tag game with, with his team and made out like a bandit at the end of the day. And look, went to a good team. Like, we can say what. Still we want swindling to, that said team. Yeah, we can say whatever we want about the Vikings now, but when he went to the Vikings, we thought there was a there was a window. There was a Super Bowl. <laughs> Sorry, he's a Vikings fan. There was a Super Bowl window. <laughs> I fucking hate past tense. I hate past tense. I hate past tense. <laughs> Motherfucker's about to make forty two million. You were a formidable quarterback. You were a twelve to eight quarterback. Sometimes in the months of November, you're number five on that list. Enjoy your $42 million. <laughs> it's got to be nice. Uh, it feels good. Yeah. I read an article that says he saves every cent, too. I bet he does. Yeah, I, bet he does. <laughs> I bet he fucking coupons. I hope he fucking coupon, <laughs> motherfucker. All right, let's move on. God, I love talking about Kirk Cousins with you. Me too. Uh, Jameis Winston Stays. is is gonna stay with the Saints. Look, the Saints really have a, promising future. Yeah, the the Saints have a lot of a lot of uh, cap issues right now. Oh, especially for Jameis, not the Saints. The Saints are fucked. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, I, I, they they have a great team. Fucked. They have a great team. They're they're fine, but they do have some decisions to make, and it'll be interesting to see what happens. But for the Saints. The Saints are one of those teams. They really, really, really got fucked by the cap going down this year. I mean, it's just they they were kind of on the edge already. So we'll see what happens there. Uh, what also is going to help is if Drew Brees does retire because he's dragging his feet right now. When Drew Brees officially retires, that's going to open up some money. Right now, they can't do anything. They're they are hamstrung until Drew Brees officially retires. Apparently, that's going to happen. And what what I think Drew Brees is going to end up doing is he's going to push. He's going to push some of that guaranteed money into next year, and he'll just get paid for not, you know, he'll get paid next year for whatever was guaranteed on his contract. You know, they can they can do little things like that to open up uh, some cap room. Jameis Winston could be the future of the Saints. Yeah, he could be. With yeah. Sean Payton and all those weapons around him, I see no other reason why not. It's not Taysom Hill. Do we agree with that? No, no, it's yeah. not Taysom. I think Sean Payton has lied to Taysom and told him that there's time. That's why we saw so little of yeah. uh, Jameis this year, just to make Taysom happy yeah. in areas. But T- Taysom's not a quarterback. He's not a franchise quarterback. He's a great Swiss Army knife who can throw the ball from time to time. Yeah, look, and, and that's okay. It's not like we're not – Taysom Hill will be with the Saints for a long time, and he's going to be fun to talk about for a long time and, you know, might get some backup opportunities yeah, and when, here and there. And when you go into New Orleans uh, Saints lore, Taysom Hill will be yeah, one of those exactly. trivia questions. Now, according according to Sean Payton in an interview, the reason that James Winston didn't start is because Taysom Hill was promised by Sean Payton that he would get the chance if something were exactly. to happen that year. And that's fair. That's okay. James Winston was paid, what, a million dollars to hang around. They were probably very impressed with the talent because nobody can tell me James Winston does not have immense physical talent. I mean, just I, just by itself, it's all up here. We'll see what what, Jam, what Sean Payton can do if it's anybody. Sean Payton can fix James mm-hmm. Winston. Uh, last Get couple, to the next one. Yeah, Cam Newton. Come on. Cam Newton, former 2015 MVB. Oh, how the times change. Listen, it was it, it, look. Give him his credit. He did all he could for the for the Patriots. It was COVID. It, it, was, was, COVID. it was COVID, man. It was COVID. First four weeks of the year, he was a top ten quarterback. Yeah, he he was playing great. Yeah, we saw him throw for four hundred thirty uh, yards. But Seattle. to be fair, to be fair, a, a gentle gust of wind hit him, and then he was hurt. After that, 
He didn't get hurt. Yeah, you know, well, he was played hurt. He played. Yeah, he played. He yeah. played banged up, but yeah, exactly. I think it was COVID. I think it was the lack of preparation and preparedness that we got to see with Cam and Belichick who didn't get to see that. I, I, I agree. And Jacoby Myers is your best weapon? Get out of here. I get out of here, man. <laughs> God dang, bring Cam Newton and let him throw the ball to me. That's that's what he's dealing with. <laughs> He had nothing around him. And no then arguments. We have, no, and then we have to listen to 17-year-olds on Twitter go try to mouth off to a for, for a Heisman winner, a national champion, a number one overall pick, a 2015 M- unanimous MVP, the all-time leader in rushing touchdowns. He was right to be talking shit, though. No, he wasn't. He's not, he, he ain't shit anymore. Cam Newton is a 32. Up. <laughs> one through 32, Cam Newton lands on that. No. Mainly at the bottom. I can't help it. I'm sorry. I completely agree with everything you said. I swear to God, I'll make your name one through fucking 32. I completely agree with everything you said. I get so much hate. Listen, I'll die on it. I'll die on the Cam Newton fucking hill, man. I love Cam Newton. I will fight for you, and I hope one day you see this because, bro, I got your back. I got your back. I don't know what you need me for, but I got your back. I love it. I ain't going to deal with that Cam slander, bro. I love it. Listen, where do you think he goes? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I, I, think, I think Philadelphia would be a good job. I think he needs to go to a spot where he could push the starter, mm-hmm. and if the situation arises with better weapons, Cam can do it. Yeah. Cam can't. He played better than Stidham last year. Listen, we know what Stidham isn't. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Stidham played like garbage whenever he was stepping in. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to hear it. Cam Newton tried to do too much in certain areas. Cam Newton literally lost three games on his own legs and fumbles. Yeah. That sucks. There were times where he was able to get the most out of some of these nobody weapons that the Patriots have, though. Yeah. And... It just sucks just because it puts such a chip on his shoulder and then my shoulder because of how much I like Cam Newton mm-hmm. that every time something bad happens, I get tagged in it. Yeah. But every time something good happens, 400 yards against Seattle at Seattle, 12th man, a goal line rush that was a very At Seattle, easy. come on. This year doesn't count as at Seattle. Okay, it doesn't count as at uh. Seattle, but then you should give Cam Newton his flowers for having to deal with a COVID year. Hey, look, I do. I, I, I give him a bunch of credit. I, I give I also give Bill Belichick credit in saying, hey, they were they were a seven eight one team if Cam Newton doesn't fumble the ball You're three right. times. Uh, like, and I said that though. But, I covered yeah, that. Yeah, I agree. I'm I not agree. saying he's top ten. Yeah. I'm not even saying he's top fifteen. Yeah. I'm saying he can be a starter in this league. Agreed. And yeah. you're dumb if you say otherwise. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. I absolutely agree. Uh, it just, it truly, to me, just depends on on how much he can upkeep his arm and his body. Because I mean, it is starting to deteriorate. Yeah. I think that's fair to say. Uh, he yeah. Puts, he puts a lot of I think, on a seven yard out. Yeah. <laughs> I think you are the absolute most right when you say that. Go to the Eagles and fi- and push Jalen Hurts and 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 Cam Newton would be the perfect I think it's backup. A similar style. Cam Newton could be the perfect backup if he if he takes on that role and accepts it. If he's you know a little prick about it. Then probably not, but that's, that's true. Cam, yeah, Cam also because Cam has brought a lot of stuff on himself. With yeah, the way that he you know talks and the yeah. flair and all that stuff. Yeah, got to be able to handle it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So look, I, I agree with you. You, I don't need to say anything about Cam Newton. We're good. Um, last one, just worth mentioning because I, I as assuming the quarterback's position stays the same for the Dolphins, I would love for the Dolphins to retain Ryan Fitzpatrick. I, I think anybody who's had Ryan, who's been a fan of a team that had Ryan Fitzpatrick as their quarterback, has a soft spot in their heart for Ryan Fitzpatrick. I don't know what it is about him i don't know like he has a curse man dude a, a blessing and a curse the <laughs> a curse for whoever the other quarterback yeah. on the team is wherever he hurt. goes he wherever he goes he starts at some yes. point one way or the other he starts i believe he did a lot for tua as a as a backup fitzpatrick's in that point of his career where it's like there's going to be teams that are willing to pay him four or five million dollars, whatever it ends up being, to go be the backup for two years for a young guy. I mean, it's just if the if the Jags do it, are you going to be surprised? No, not at all. Fitzpatrick can go anywhere and pretty much fill that role. Yeah. I think he puts a lot back that goes behind the scenes into his team and the work yeah. and stuff. It did hurt. It did hurt to see whenever the Dolphins officially named two of the starter, and you saw Fitzpatrick was, talk about. Yeah, he thought it was his team. Well, it was very. It was uncharacteristic of him normally, yeah. but. I get what he's saying, though. Yeah, of course. And I get it, too. And I, I was kind of devastated with him. Uh, I, I thought, I wish Tua would have just not played a single snap this year. I really do. You'd feel I, a I lot think, better, wouldn't you? I'd feel a lot better, yeah. it'd still be a mystery. <laughs> yeah, I wish it was a mystery. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look, and it was his team. He, they were rolling, and, and Tua, look, they, they won with Tua, though, at the beginning. And uh, that that defense was really good. They, they were running the ball pretty well. The offensive line was blocking pretty well. It wasn't great, but it was okay. 
okay? Yeah, look, we'll see what happens. Fitzpatrick can, still has a little juice to start, but at the end of the day, a high-quality backup that is worth mentioning. I had to put it on there just for my love of Ryan Fitzpatrick. All right, last thing, and then we're going to get out of here. I went through on on, on Spodak and, and just kind of went through some of the bigger contracts of wide receivers, running backs, and tight ends and just looked for guys that might be getting cut. This is the year. This is the year where we're going to see some surprise cuts, and we want to prepare you for them, all right? So so we're going to go wide receivers first, and I'm going to kind of just go rapid yeah, fire and then just get your reactions on the wide receivers. Uh, Jarvis Landry, all right? You saved $13.25 million by by uh, cutting him, and it's a $1.5 million cap hit in 2020, right? Uh, Ty- Tyrell Williams, you save $11.6 million, No dead cap hit. That's going to happen. Gone. That's guaranteed almost. Um, Golden Tate. You save eight million dollars by cutting him uh, with just four point seven million uh, against the cap through the next two years. By the way, that one point five dead cap was just twenty twenty. There's I think another one point five and and twenty twenty one as well. Jamison Crowder, wide receiver I really like, but you save ten point three million by cutting him and it's just one million against the cap. Emmanuel Sanders, you save eight point five million by cutting him, just two million against the cap. John Brown, good player, played really well, eight million saved by cutting him, one point six million against the cap. Like him. I I understand that's the question mark. That's that's probably where you know people will disagree, and that's fine. I'm just putting it out there. Cole Beasley, five point eight million saved, one point five against the cap. Uh, Marquise Goodwin, again another guy I think is gone, four point five million uh, saved. You cut him, nothing against the cap. So so what were your reactions there with some of the wide receivers on uh, there? Jarvis is surprising. We'll have to see what the Browns do with the Odell and Jarvis yeah. situation. I think the Browns are in a situation where they need one of them, guaranteed. Oh, absolutely. Um, I think you got to let Odell go just because of the way that Baker has. Uh, it's just a Baker problem with tunnel vision yeah. to Odell. He literally just hones in on him from as soon as he says hut, and he'll get Odell 13 targets but two catches at the end of the day. Yeah. And it looks bad on both of them. You know, yeah. Keep Jarvis. He's a great talent. Yes, you save money on the books, but you are a playoff caliber team. Yeah. And a few plays away, questionable plays too against the Chiefs from going to the championship game. Yeah, look, I agree with it, and I don't, I don't, I'm not sitting here saying, "Hey, you have to cut these guys." I, I wanted to put a good, no, a you're, good. You're posi- saying just a good dollar amount to yeah. a name. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm just saying, is he worth 14.75 million a year over the next two years? I that's a question mark. I think that's that's a fair question mark. If the Colts are like, or excuse me, if the Browns are like, man, we could cut him and John, sign Juju for half that. Like, I, I don't know. Right. That might be something they consider doing. Uh, again. Uh, I think the other one, uh, the other two for me were Jameson Crowder and John Brown that were truly like they played well. They deserve to be on the team they're yeah. on. But and I, I, mean, I think with the Jets and Jameson Crowder, I think he's going to stay because they have the money. Yeah, they do have the money. That's that's a good good point as well. Uh, the the Bills, like I I am a strong proponent of they need a wide receiver too. I like John Brown. I like him a whole lot more as a wide receiver three though. That's just my opinion. I think they need a legit guy on the other side that is scary. I don't think that's what John Brown is. I think he's a really really solid receiver but he's not scary uh and like that's just that's just my take for a team that just feels like they're one guy away yeah exactly (laughs) (laughs) it feels like they're one guy away if you could cut both of those guys and sign Allen robinson by the way you cut cole beasley and and john brown you have 13.8 million available you could go sign Allen robinson and you still have gabe uh gabe uh something gabe davis who played pretty well as their wide receiver four uh, you know, that's, it's not bad at all. Um, all right, let's get into running backs. We could cut most of these, uh, like the running back position is what it is. David Johnson and Duke Johnson are gone. David Johnson is 6.7. Uh, save, you save 6.7 million, uh, 2.1, uh, dead cap and Duke Johnson, uh, you save 5 million, nothing against the cap. That's crazy. I mean, we talked about in the off season about how they were overpaying the running back position as a whole, but it's crazy that the Texans were paying those two guys $11.5 million. That means that Duke Johnson and David Johnson in 2020 was worth more than a Derrick Henry. Like Staggering. That, yeah, that's ridiculous. That's stupid. That just speaks to the inept, the ineptness of what that entire organization has been. Yeah. Um, uh, Gio Bernard, I think, is another name. You save $4 million, $600,000 uh, against the cap. Gio Bernard's a guy you can replace in the draft pretty easily. I feel the same way about the, all these the rest of these names. Jalen Richard, you save $3.5 million, no, no dead cap. Uh, and, and Latavius Murray, you save $3.3 million, uh, $850,000 dead cap. And Latavius Murray, I felt like, really underperformed last year. I was not happy with uh, he just it just felt like he lost a step yeah. uh, so I feel like he needs to go nothing nothing crazy here uh, yeah. Geo is always a hot fantasy pickup whenever Mixon gets hurt because yeah. that always happens For sure. um, I don't know I, I kind of dig Richard though with where he's at on the Raiders yeah I think he's good Josh Jacobs awesome running back and I'll kind of slow down towards the end though and I think he kind of 
Richard gives him that, you know, passing. Aspect. He's a he's a good option. I think I hate Richard so, solely because I was so high on Josh Jacobs this past year, yeah. and Richard just like cut a knife into my fantasy oh, no, he production. Did. He did. <laughs> so that might just Third be a personal down, thing. Especially God, it <laughs> yeah, was, yeah, it was yeah. So that totally could just be a personal thing, and I, I threw him in there because it was no dead cap. Tight totally got fair. some good names. Yeah, there's some interesting names here, man. Uh, Jimmy Graham, names. interesting. Yeah, Jimmy Graham. You save save you save seven million dollars, uh, just three million against the cap. You cut him. I cannot believe Jimmy Graham got that kind of deal at this point in his career because he was signed last year, right? I couldn't believe it either. Yeah, that was ridiculous. And you draft Cole Komet. Yeah. What? <laughs> ridiculous. I think Cole Komet's going to be good too. Cole Komet uh, should be the guy stepping out of that system let Jimmy Graham go. The yeah, next bye. one pisses me off. <laughs> Kyle uh, Kyle Rudolph, uh, you save $8 million, just $1.45 million against the cap if you cut him. You know the problem with it? What? Is the Vikings came forward to him and asked him to restructure he and he no. said no. Now, I get it. I, you sign a contract, you are entitled to that money when you sign that contract. I completely under... And Kyle Rudolph, you probably don't have a future payday coming. You will land somewhere, but it's not going to be $8 million or whatever you're mm-hmm. getting right now. So I get why you would be reluctant to want to restructure. I get that. Mm-hmm. But I thought that you were ready to commit to a Super Bowl window winning team. And let's be honest, Irv Smith is the future at that mm-hmm. position right there. So I don't know. Get cut. Yeah. Bye. That's fine. <laughs> Man, it's been a tough pod for you, man. I feel like it's tough. I feel like it's been it's emotional. A, it's a tough Vikings we, pod. Yeah, we had some Kirk Cousins talk got yeah. you heated. We got Cam Newton getting you going. Yeah. Now, now Kyle Rudolph to to end it. All right, we got to end it. Last one here, uh, OJ Howard. I'd get pissed off about him if I wanted to. Yeah. I, I'd have to try, but yeah. I don't know. Six six million against the cap, no dead cap space. If you cut him, uh, I think OJ Howard is just underperformed again. I get that that's a big name uh, or a bigger name, and obviously got injured this past years so people might still be thinking hey he's the dude he's the dude i don't know they didn't need him in the super bowl so we'll see what happens yeah so i i mean i don't know he's underperformed throughout his career he's just he's not the guy they drafted in the first round or they thought they were getting in the first round uh that's it that's all i got all right, guys. Thank defense you. Defense next week. Defense next week. Thank you so much for watching. We will be putting out all the best defensive players. We'll be diving into all that good stuff. Please like and subscribe. Uh, the Between the Pylons podcast. If you're watching on the Underdog Network, thank you so much for watching. But go check out the Between the Pylons podcast. Check that. Out. Check us out there. We got a lot of good stuff. Between the Pylons YouTube channel is what I'm trying to say. Uh, draft profile stuff like that. If you're into any of that stuff, check it out. Thank you so much for watching. Peace out, guys. Thank you, guys.